Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we're all getting to be good friends as we enter week 28 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I know one lady, Pastor Tommy, who actually plays five-minute clips for her friends to listen to so they can kind of respond to it. Well, how does she choose what five minutes to play? The part that affected her, I guess, but I'm not real sure, but she does that. So uh, I'm just telling her people that because they might want to do that as well. You know, give it a try. Let us know how it goes. Five minutes is really probably as much as most people can stand us, right? (laughs) So that's probably a good number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that that just leads us to being encouraged because uh, you know <laughs> encouragement is is so necessary yes, for believers yes, you know and for everyone. But mm-hmm. uh, I just read how you can know if someone needs encouraging. You know how? How's that? Because they're breathing. That you makes know? a lot of sense. Amen. Yeah. We all need encouragement, and we should also learn to give encouragement to our faith family, to our workers, mm-hmm. to our friends, to our family. And I'm sure we have some people asking. Uh, th- probably today. How can I be an encouragement, right, Pastor right, Tom? Right, right, right. So this hopefully will be an encouraging episode of the podcast as we go. help you to be a better encourager. So let me ask you a question, Trey. Mm-hmm. Think about your life. All right, I'm thinking. Right now, think hard about your life. What's one thing that you, if you had it right now, it would make your life better? Uh, oh, I know exactly what that is. We need a little more room in our house. A little more room in your house. <laughs> yes, we do. So if you had five cramped. more square feet, it'd make life better. Five, well, closer to about 400, 400. <laughs> four, 400 square feet. But yeah, that would help. Yeah. So we all have things like that, 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 man, if I just had this, it would make my life a little bit better. You know what it'd be for me? What's that? Energy. Really? You yeah, need a, energy. Right, I'm a pretty energetic guy. I would say but so, I want yes. want more. Really? I mean, I tell you why. I would right? never I mean, imagine that. I know, right? Because here's what happens every single night. I got two boys, mm-hmm. nine and five. They are nuts. They are wild. <laughs> they are full speed ahead. So we get up early in the morning. I do my thing, get them ready to school. They go off school. We come home in the evening. We play hard. We go to practice. We do this. We do that. We do homework and go to church, all those different things. And we put them down about eight o'clock or so at night. And 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 here was my routine until I had kids. What's Even that? time was time to read. Right, uh, I would have dinner with my wife. We would, you know, talk or whatever, and we would. I would sit down, and I mean, I used to read like a book a week. Like I was super a super reader. Wow. Now a book every six months if I'm lucky, <laughs> right? So 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 because now what happens is as soon as my kids go to bed, you know what I do? Uh, you probably doze off. I get a book out. I sit down to read, and I fall asleep like go. clockwork. Man, I can't stop falling asleep at night. Wow. Wow. So if I just had a little more energy, I could get a little more done, right? Mm, well, I guess uh, Maybe. You, you would hope. I would hope. I would yes. hope. So that's the thing. We all can think of things that if we had more of right now, it would make our lives a little bit better. And here's what I know for every person listening to this episode today. If you had a little more encouragement, it would make your life better. It would. There's right, because no encouragement, man. There's something about encouragement that really motivates us. It it helps us, I, and you've heard me say this before, Trey. There's not one of us that goes to bed in the evening saying, "Man, I'm full. <laughs> I've had enough encouragement for today. I don't need any more encouragement. I'm good. Please don't encourage me anymore. I'm good. 
None of us go to bed that way. We mm-hmm. all long for encouragement. Mm-hmm. We all long to hear someone say, hey, good job, or hey, I see God doing this in your life, or man, I appreciate the way you did this. We all long to hear those things, right? Mm-hmm. We all long for encouragement. So we all want encouragement, but the question is, I mean, for those of us, which is all of us, who want encouragement, do we also know how to give mm-hmm. encouragement? Because, I mean, if you're like me and you're married and you have kids, your spouse needs some encouragement. That's right. She your sure children does. need some encouragement. Yes, they do. Those people in your life connection group, they need some encouragement. Mm-hmm. Everybody you're around, everybody needs some encouragement. Yeah, and I think uh, we kind of confuse uh, compliments and flattery and encouragement and all those things. And yeah, when yeah. we're talking about encouragement, it's, it's much different, don't you think? Yeah, encouragement really is speaking truth into the lives of people that helps them to keep on going. And you think about it, I mean... Uh, Paul was the master encourager, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think. I mean, I, I don't know if we think of Paul that way. Oftentimes, when we read through through Acts and the the New Testament letters, I mean, we kind of think of him as the the, the type A personality who just was hard on the mission. Let's get it done. But man, you, you read his letters. I mean, for Philippians, for example, that letter of joy, he gushes over yes, he the does. church at Philippi. Man, thank you for your gospel partnership. You mean so much to me. And he talks about their partnership, and he just encourages them. It's a very encouraging letter. Or you think about when he writes to the church at Ephesus, and you read those prayers mm-hmm. that, that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. They are so full of encouragement. I'm praying that you'll know the love of God that surpasses all understanding. I mean, it just they're just full of encouragement. And you think about even... You know, he had a very tense relationship with the church at Corinth. I was going to ask yeah. about that. But if you read Second Corinthians, in the midst of that tense relationship, mm-hmm. there's so much encouragement. I mean, he says, I've, I've been bragging about you, yeah. the church at Macedonia. And, and so these letters are just full of encouragement. And so Paul gives us, you know, just lots of examples of how to encourage. Let me read this scripture, Trey. Sure. So Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 say this, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So just think about it. Let us consider. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. We're stopping. We're considering how to stir up one another to love, because this is the goal. We want to encourage each other, not just for a pat on the back to make you feel better about life, but we want to encourage people uh, so they can grow in love mm-hmm. for each other and love for the Lord. And to do those things, good works, those things that God has called them to do. And it's something that we do, I call face-to-face. Yeah. You know, I mean, texting's great, Yeah. and emails are great, but I mean, there's something about a face-to-face it really encounter is. with someone where there they really say, hey, is. listen, yeah. this is what I see in you and what God is using you for. That's exactly right. There is something about it. Meeting and, together. Yeah, there is. And, and you think about it, we know it, Trey. You and I know why we need encouragement. I mean, people need encouragement because life is hard. Mm-hmm. It is. Right? I mean, every one of us, we're going through something. I mean, we all struggle with something. Life is hard. And 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 I can tell you right now, what's encouraging for me and Stacy is 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 um is just to know we're not alone sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Like like, you know, life is hectic, life is busy. We've got two boys, they're 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 wild and crazy, and we're thinking, man, we're never gonna survive this parenting thing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then we look at someone like you Ooh. who has been where we've been. And we, we look at and, and your boys, your, your whole your boys, your daughters, they've they've they're following Jesus, serving faithfully. And we look at you, you know, years ahead of us and we're encouraged like, man, Trey got there. 
Mm-hmm. Trey got there, maybe we can get there too, right? If he got there, <laughs> right. bless God, there's got to be hope. <laughs> right. But no, just looking at people like you, I mean, that's, and, 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 you know, getting some advice from you here and there, I mean, that's an encouragement to us because life is hard and we need people mm-hmm. to come alongside of us and let us know, hey, you can do this, you can get through it. Or, or you know, not only is life hard, but man, just living as a Christian and staying on mission is hard mm-hmm. because we're pulled in so many different directions and there's so many different distractions, right? Staying on mission is hard. And, and I don't know about you, Trey, but I need people to come alongside and encourage me. Hey, keep on pursuing God. Keep on pursuing those things that, that God has for you because you know what? God's using you. I need that kind of encouragement because it's hard to stay on mission. And, and, and you know, just living a godly life is hard. Mm-hmm. Because temptation abounds, right? There oh, is man. an enemy that that wants to destroy us. And, man, I just need to be encouraged to, you know, keep on being faithful to my wife and to keep on you know, loving my kids and keep on striving for holiness. I need those encouragements. You know, we get pounded every day. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing to me. My wife, my precious wife, who has never hardly read up, she won't even read books with curse words. Yeah, yeah. She gets an, a text message on her phone yeah. about, I'm not going to say what it is, but it was horrible. Yeah. And that was slammed in front of her mm. face. And, you know, at that moment, you know, I, I identified, I said, listen, hon, you know, she was worried sick that something had happened to her phone. And I said, no, these things happen. And yeah. you know, just to tell her, honey, I believe that, you know, you're, you, you have been so faithful to the Lord and to me. Just that moment in yeah, time, just yeah, for that 30 yeah. seconds to say, um, I understand. And that's a horrible thing that you went through. So even those kind of things yeah. can give people encouragement. That's exactly right. Life exactly is hard. Right. Yeah. So we need encouragement because life is hard, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, so that is so important to understand. So what I want to talk about today, I think, is we need to find six ways that we can be encouragers, not six just to accept to encouragement, yeah. for us to actually encourage for people. Us to do it. Right. All right. So how do we do that? Number one, how about ask God to make you an encourager? Simple enough, right? Yes. Because reality is, is that for many of us, it just doesn't come natural. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I mean, there are some it does. I mean, it seems, I mean, God certainly has spiritually gifted some with the spiritual gift of encouragement. I mean, you think about people who are just able just to speak into your life and just naturally just seem to encourage. But for a lot of us, for whatever reason, just being an encourager doesn't come naturally. Maybe just, you know, by nature, we're more pessimistic about life or who knows. But for some of us, that's just not our natural bent. And so really just taking the time to say, okay, this is an area that I need to grow in mm-hmm. because God has given all of us, we talk about it at Northwood a lot, a circle of influence, people that he's placed around our lives that he wants us to speak into. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so how can I do it? Right. And so I need to start by saying, okay, this is an area where I need to grow. And so, so God, God, help me to be an encourager. And you think about a scripture, which we've talked about many times, Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Man, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. I want those words to be true of me, that it's not corrupting talk that comes out of my mouth, but man, how would my life be different? How would your life be different? How would the life of our church be different? How would our relationships be different if the things that came out of our mouths were things that built up instead mm-hmm. of tore down, right? You know, we use words that I think we uh, we adjust and say, well, I didn't really mean that and those sort of things. But yeah. we'll, tell, we'll tell, and I have done this, tell my child, that is stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and... I don't think I ever called them stupid, yeah, but yeah. even to say that yeah. is so tearing down to yeah, a child, yeah. you know, and they, they'll tell you to this day, they never forgot that. Yeah. And, and that's something I'm constantly them. learning as a father is just how to guard my words. I mean, it's, it's just tough, right? Yeah. 
But so for us, I mean, the, I think the first way we grow to be an encourager is simply to stop and say, you know what? Naturally, this is not an area of strength for me. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to just seek the Lord and say, God, I need your help because it's not a strength. I'm yes. weak in this area. God, please help me to become an encourager because you've given me people to influence for the mm-hmm. sake of the kingdom, and I want to influence them mm-hmm. well. So help me to become an encourager. You know, I think uh, part of what we go through is that we tend to look at a situation and think something is wrong. Yeah. And uh, I think that, that leads us to number two, and it's really not because the second thing we need to do to be an encourager is see the best in others instead of assuming the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, I think just because of who we are as people, because we're sinful people, it's very easy for us to pick out the flaws of others instead of picking out their strengths, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know it like I know it. We're, we're very quick to criticize. We're very quick to be cynical. I mean, it just we just seem to have a, an eye for that. It, it's just very natural for us to see the worst mm-hmm. instead of assuming the best, right? And so how, again, would our relationships change? How would we change if instead of always picking out the worst in other people, we began to see the best in them first, right? Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you this question, Trey. How many people on the face of the planet currently living are made in the image of God? All of them. Really? Yeah. So every person on the face of the planet is made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. That's what scripture says, right? Every person on the face of the planet is made in the image of God. If that's true, then every person on the face of the planet has the fingerprints of God all over them. Mm. Right? That's right. Every person made in the image of God, loved by God. God desires a relationship with every person on the face of the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So every person on the face of the planet special to God, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Mm-hmm. And so they should be special to us. And, and and so if every person on the face of the planet is made in the image of God, there's some way that you can find to encourage that person. <laughs> right? Because yeah. they're made in the image of God. God yeah. created them uniquely and wonderfully. And, and sure, they're sinners just like you are. And sure, they make their mistakes. And sure, you know, apart from Christ, they are uh, on the path to an eternity apart from him. But they're still made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is something encouraging you can say to that person, even to that person that you you think there's nothing good about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is that we, the people, and the people that we love the most, so many times we hurt the worst. Mm-hmm. And the people that are closest to us, we know more about them. Yeah. yeah. So we can dig yeah, deeper. Yeah, you know? exactly right. And exactly uh, right. I think that's all that part about assuming the worst. And it's what Jesus talked about, yeah, I think, yeah. about make sure you get the moat out of your own eye before you worry yeah, about yeah, splintering yeah, theirs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always looking at the best. Yeah, so, so look for the best, right? See the best in others instead of always assuming the worst. And then the third way we can be an encourager is be present in the lives of others. Yeah. So, Trey, you, you have really helped me with this because, I, I mean, every Sunday morning we have lots of guests that come to Northwood, and we try to meet them all, try to, to greet them and make them feel like they're at home. And, and, and what you have taught us to do at Northwood is that when we meet somebody, to just ask them a simple question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else I can do for you because I have the time? Yes, that's right. Why do you do that, Trey? Because you want to let them know that uh, you are willing to, to give them whatever they need to serve them till they, our whole purpose is to serve them till they come to the Lord. That's yeah, the idea. Yeah. But you're pouring your life yeah, into them saying, yeah. your life matters to me. And just by that simple statement that you say to our guests saying, hey, is there anything else you need? Because I have the time. Mm-hmm. What you're communicating in that moment to that person, Trey, is you're saying to them, you know what? I want to be present for you. Mm-hmm. I want to be 
in your life right now? How mm-hmm. can I serve you right now? That's huge, being present in the lives of others. Disney just uh, wrote a manual. It's called the Disney Manual. I'm in the middle of reading it right now. The and, Disney Manual. Yeah, and part of their guest services thing oh. is that determining that person that you are talking to is the most important person mm-hmm. to you right yeah, now. Yeah. They are, you are the most important yeah. person to me because yeah. you're in here in this room, yeah. and I'm giving you my time, mm. my presence, and all those things. Yeah. So that means a lot to people because – People are put off so much, you know, yeah. especially with social media. Oh, my Absolutely. heavens. You know, people get ignored Absolutely. and ridiculed and all those things. So. Yeah. I mean, I think about, for me in, in ministry, um, so, you know, I went through the Ph.D. program at New Orleans Seminary, and we had to write lots of papers. And, and you know, um, I had the idea several times to call some pastors who were further along in the journey who pastored. And if I named their names, you would know who they are. They're, they're you know, popular pastors mm-hmm. in Southern Baptist life. And I said, well, I'll just, I'll just call them and see. Uh, if they'll talk to me. There were several that I called over the course of years to try to interview them for a paper that would not return my calls or my emails. And then there were several that did. I mean, I can think of one pastor that I talked to that if I named his name, you know exactly who he, who he is. Um, I, I called his secretary and said, hey, can I talk to this pastor? And she said, yes, on this day at this time, he will call you and he will give you 15 minutes, but that's all he has is 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'll take 15 minutes. Great. <laughs> and so on that day, at that time, he called me. You know how much time he gave me? An hour. Wow. He talked to me for an hour on the phone. And I was just blown away by that because in that moment, he gave me the gift of his time. He was present in my life Mm -hmm. at that moment. It meant so much to me. And I still think very highly of him even today because of that one hour conversation he gave me so many years ago, right? And so you think about, you know, the circle of influence God has given you. Are you present in the lives of those people that are in your circle of influence? Your your spouse, your kids, your coworkers. Do they know that, you know, you love them enough that you have the time for them, that you are present in their lives? The average father gives his child 34 seconds a day. Wow. 34 seconds. Mm. Mm. So uh, I think it's 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 a the presence part is such a huge yeah, thing. Yeah, because your encouragement is not effective unless you are present. Mhm. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So be present. And those people that God has given you influence over, be present in their lives. All right. So we're present in the lives of others. We're uh, assuming the best instead of the worst. And then um, we're also uh, asking God to help us be an encourager. But the fourth thing is we need to be mindful of people. Be mindful of people, right? So, so hey, Trey, you got any struggles? We all do, but I do, yes. <laughs> right? So then we already said that, that we all have our struggles. And so what we tend to do is get so focused on our struggles and what we're going through and the problems that we have, and we all have problems, uh, that we fail to consider the mm. struggles of other people. I have my own problems. Got, How many so times I, have we said right? that? I got my know? own problems. How can I take on the problems of somebody else? <laughs> but have you ever thought that maybe taking on the problems of somebody else and helping them to work through their problems might help you in your own problems. Mm -hmm. I know it does. Because there's something about, you know, focusing on the lives of others and what they're going through that helps you to yourself to walk through whatever you're going through. Because Mm -hmm. when you're helping somebody else, all of a sudden the focus isn't so much on you and all the stuff you're going through. And you never know how God might use you to be a blessing even in the midst of the problems that you have. I can't remember which Christian counselor. I want to say is Jay Adams, but one of the Christian counselors said this. He said, if you're depressed, bake somebody a cake. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there you go. What you're doing is you're pouring yeah. into the life of there others. You go. You're saying, yeah. you matter, yeah. you matter, yeah. you matter to me. So don't be overly mindful of yourself. Instead, mm-hmm. be mindful of other people, mm-hmm. right? Now, and I think, you know, it goes along with giving people, you know, the, the, the gift of your time, being present in the lives of others. Being present in the lives of others means I'm going to be mindful mm-hmm. of what they are going through. I'm going to consider their needs. I'm going to consider their hurts and their struggles. And I want to 
help them through it to the best of my ability as I seek the Lord alongside of them, right? Yeah, you've taught me one thing I think it's important. Obviously, in church our size, we cannot pour into every single person that's here. But we, I'd like you to repeat the line about just pick out that person yeah, and yeah. do what them, for them what you would like to do yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and I, I learned this from a pastor years ago, and it's been super helpful for me in my ministry. Do for one or two what you wish you could do for all. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I wish in a church That has been transforming yeah, and for it's me. helpful for me. I wish in a church our size I could minister personally to every single person. I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, the demands of timing, we're well over 600 people that attend Northwood every Sunday. I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. I want to, but I can't. But I can do it for some. Mm-hmm. I have a discipleship group that I meet with on Monday afternoons. I have a discipleship group I meet with on Tuesday mornings. I can be present, very present in their lives. Mm-hmm. And if then they do that for a few other people. Before That's you right. know it, everyone in our church is cared for because everyone is being present in the lives of each other. I can't be present in the lives of everyone. I can be present in the lives of, of some, right? In fact, there's a scripture. Listen to what Proverbs 18, 24 says. A man of many companions may come to ruin. Mm. That's powerful because we think, man, the more friends we have, the more popular we are, and man, it's good to have lots of friends. Mm-hmm. And it is good to have lots of friends. Of course. But it can bring you to ruin because you can never really be friends with lots and lots of people, mm-hmm. right? We just don't have the relational capacity to know everybody. We don't have the time to know everybody. I wish we did, but we don't, right? Proverbs 18, 24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Wow. Yeah, so you think about that, mm. that... And I know you, Trey, you have, you know, a, a very dear friend who's walked through life with you over the years. I have that same kind mm-hmm. of relationship. I have several of those kind of relationships. I mean, there's something about having a few yeah. that I can walk through life with that are present in my life and I'm present in their lives. They encourage me. I encourage them. Right. So it's being present, but it's also being mindful of those people and knowing what they're struggling with so I can be a blessing to them. And in return, they're also a blessing to me. So be mindful of people. I think that's a good word. And yeah. num- number five. We also need to be consistent. Yeah. So encouragement isn't a one-time thing, is it, Trey? No. No, it's something we over do on a regular and basis. And and, you, and and I think you're right, Trey, that what you said earlier, you know, um, there's something powerful about face-to-face encouragement. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when you come into the office on a Monday morning, you say, hey, you know, Tommy, you blessed me with the sermon yesterday, and you tell me specifically how. That's an encouragement to me, mm-hmm. right? And hopefully, you know, I do that for you and others and on our staff do that for each other. Uh, so there's something about that, that face-to-face encouragement, right? But also there's, to me, value in, you know what? I can send that handwritten note to somebody, and that's an encouragement. Mm, you know, yeah. I, I sent um, a couple of handwritten notes uh, out last week to some people in our church who who stepped up in ministry a little bit, and I just wanted to acknowledge that, yeah. hey, I mean, wow, I, I saw big. you doing this, you know, over the last few weeks, and I, I really appreciate that. And, and, you know, I sent one out last week, and then yesterday I got just the nicest text message from somebody just telling <laughs> me how much they appreciated the handwritten note, how much it encouraged them, right? It took me— all of five minutes to sit down and just write them a note and say, hey, I saw you doing this, and I appreciate the way you're being involved in ministry right now. Keep it up. It took me all of five minutes to do it. And the personal touch is not – it's more impactful as we have become this social media yeah, social media nuts. Absolutely. It's more impactful, not less, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And people, when you do that, yeah. it just it's overwhelming to them. So I'm not where I want to be in that area, but I, I'm trying to do more of that, just writing some handwritten notes here and there. I, I try on a regular basis to send out some text messages, you mm-hmm. know, hey, thanks for doing this this past week. Just whatever I can do, whatever medium I can use 
to be a blessing and to encourage others, I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that it does take some consistency. I want that to be part of my regular mm-hmm. routine that I daily try to encourage a few people, whether it's through a handwritten note, a phone call, face to face, a text message, just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it really, I mean, it's amazing what it does for people when you just take a few moments and say, Hey, thank you for what you're doing. You're blessing. Do you think prayer can be an encouragement for people? Absolutely so. But here's what I would say that then, and I want to get in a better habit of doing this as well. Uh-huh. Um, because I pray for a lot of people, and so mm-hmm. do you, Trey. Yes. I want to get in a better habit of letting them know that I'm praying for them. There you go. Hey, I prayed for you today. This is what I prayed, and I just want you to know you're a blessing to me. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that, that that's a huge part yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen to this proverb real quick, Trey. Proverbs 25, 11 says this, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Mm. Wow. There's something about a, a, a rightly timed word. That person that you say, hey, God bless you for what you did in my life this past week, you don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You don't know how they've been struggling. And you've, you've seen it like I have, Trey, that, that you know there have been those days that someone said something to encourage you, and, man, it was at just the right time. It was. Time. Yeah, exactly. And it changed your whole day because of because you were having a terrible day, and then all of a sudden somebody called you and said, hey, Trey, man, what you did for me last week really meant a lot. Thank you. And that just changed your day. Amen. And I, and when I, when that happens to me, I want to make sure that I'm pouring that into the other people's lives right, as well. Right. You know, Absolutely. I want them, this is, I will say this, this is probably one of the most encouraging churches I've ever been mm, a part of. Mm, mm. Uh, they don't take it for granted that yeah. we're just on the way and we don't have to be encouraged. They'll, right. they'll say it to even their pastors. Right. Absolutely. This is what's yeah. you and I've gotten emails and other things. People have said, Hey, this is what this yeah. message meant to me. Yeah. This is impactful. And, uh, absolutely. And if it's for us, how much more for people, Absolutely. you know, that they, they desperately absolutely. need that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's finish up with this one. Number six, uh, we need to also learn from Jesus. Jesus was a pretty good encourager, wasn't he? I would say so. Yeah. And, and I can't think of any words in scripture that are more encouraging than these. When Jesus was on the cross, dying in our place, mm. a death that he did not deserve, a death that we deserve. Yes. He looked at those standing around, looked up to his father and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. What encouraging words. Forgive them. Don't hold this against them. Yes, I'm being crucified at their hands. Yes, you know, they're the reason I'm on this cross. Mm-hmm. But forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them of their sin. Forgive them of, of the ways they rebelled against. Forgive them. I, I just didn't know. Forgive them. While they were killing him, yeah. he was forgiving them. Yeah, that's encouragement. Mm-hmm. And you read through the Gospels, and you see how Jesus invested his lives, his life in the the twelve apostles and, and others that you know, the woman at the well, or whatever the case may be. Just encouraging, pointing them to the kingdom. Right, live for me, and and you'll be blessed. Just constantly encouraging. And so, you want to see an example of encouragement? Learn from Jesus. Learn from the one who was certainly mindful of people who was present in their lives, right? Who, who was consistent, mm-hmm. who saw the best in us, mm-hmm. right? When there was really nothing, nothing good in us. <laughs> I was going to say, when there was nothing there. He saw the best in us, that he, we were loved by him enough that he would give his life for us. Learn from Jesus. So, so I think that actually points me to, I need to make sure that I'm in the Gospels. Mm. Yeah. If I'm going to learn from Jesus, yeah. I, I got to hear what he did yeah. while he was on this yeah. earth. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, I think in my Bible reading, I'm always in the Gospels. Mm. You know, yeah. it's good. important. Good, good, good. Um, so 
if we're to learn from Jesus, we know that in the most painful moments of his life, he was still encouraging. Absolutely. So how about when we're suffering and going through things? How does that work then? The reality is, Trey, uh, there is never a season in life where you can say to God, you know what, God, right now life is tough. I'm just not going to live the way you want me to live right now. Mm. You can't, right? In every season of life, God's calling on your life remains the same. You cannot take a break or a vacation from living the way that God wants you to live. And in, in every season of life, right? If you, if you believe the scriptures, in every season of life, God wants you to be an encourager. Mm-hmm. And so even in that season of suffering, and we already talked about it, even that season of suffering, you'd be amazed at how God uses you in the lives of others if you're willing uh, to, to let God work in your life. And that points us right back to learning from Jesus. Learn from Jesus. Amen. Learn from Jesus. Well, Pastor Tommy, I think encouragement is such a huge part of what it means to be a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, um, why don't you close us out and just give us a good word on that person that's maybe struggling today yeah. and uh, just help them to be an And maybe you are struggling. Maybe that this has been a rough week for you, a rough year. I have no idea. But if it has been, try it today. Send a text message to somebody. Mm. Send an email. Make a phone call. Go to somebody's house. Why don't you just try being an encourager today and see how God uses that, not only to bless that person that you're encouraging, but also to bless you. Because the reality is, Everybody needs an encouragement, and you are the one today that God is calling Mm -hmm. to be an encouragement. And so I hope that this has been an encouragement to you and helped you to have some some tips to be a better encourager in your uh, walk with Jesus and in the lives of others. And I hope that that, uh, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if it has been helpful, that you'll share it with somebody, and hopefully they'll be blessed by it as well. And right now, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a review because those reviews help get the word out about this podcast. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.